Do you hate your job? Of course you do. So do Liz and Noah. Now it's time to join their conversation so you can figure out how to quit your soul-crushing job. Welcome to another episode of When Can I Quit My Job? I'm Noah, and I'm joined as always by my lovely wife, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hey there. How are we doing? Oh, I think good. Yeah? Yeah. How are we doing? So what is this technically day four of the uh, state mandated shelter in place shelter thing. in place yeah because i think technically it started well it started tuesday right i think it started wednesday oh technically wednesday okay yeah. yeah well we were doing it before so for us i don't really know it's it's been more than yeah it's been pretty much since we couldn't go to restaurants and bars right what else that we, do? we were sheltering in place right yeah if you're not eating or drinking why yeah. leave yeah well, and because very soon after that, I think shops closed too. Oh, right. Like the the mall here closed. Right. And if yeah. not, if not that same time that the bars and restaurants did, probably very soon after. Yeah. So, and but it's been nice enough for us to like we got to go on a walk the other day, and hopefully we'll go on a walk again today. Yeah. And stuff like that. So the weather's starting to get a little nicer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been raining and stuff, yeah. but it's like 60 degrees almost. Yeah. No, this week, this past week was the first time. Gosh, I feel like I did. I went out for a walk in a while. I mean, you and I did go for a walk. Uh, yeah. Maybe when we've had like intermittent mild days yeah. in the last month. Yeah. But yeah. it's not been like here in Indiana. It, it's very unpredictable as far as. Oh, yeah. The weather as it is a lot of places in, in the, the country. Yeah, in the early spring. Um, yeah. So I think we're finally seeing weather that's going to be consistent enough that we can be outside which we're allowed to be outside taking walks and right stuff like that right even though we're not going in anywhere but uh, but i felt like this week when that happened it was finally a feeling of okay this can pass and this feels like a normal thing being out yeah. and walking because i feel like we you and i Mm-hmm. can get a little stir crazy yeah i just did a post about this on my social media about if you're extrovert introvert or ambivert and i don't know I what thought, you consider yourself i thought people were instead of ambivert i thought people are like i'm an extroverted introvert or i'm an introverted well extrovert. so that's annoying to say <laughs> i think I like ambivert you mean it's better. It's too, shorter. Too wordy. Yeah, it's too wordy. Well, you said so, ambivert the other day, and I never heard that term before. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm definitely an ambivert, but what do you mm. consider yourself? Yeah, I don't know. You probably are an ambivert then, too, because yeah. I think, so basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's like char- characteristics of both. Yeah. Where not like, I don't feel like you. I won't be put into your fucking box. You. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? I feel like Labels, you're a little boxes. bit more extroverted in some ways. So that's why, like, even though yeah. you and I, I think we're both ambiverts, I think you're different than me. Yeah. But it could be because also you've been working going on a year from home. So you're not mm-hmm. drained by people the same way. <laughs> so, like, I get drained by people that need to recharge. But I love to go out. Like, I'm not 100% a homebody. Like, I really enjoy yeah. being out and about and, like being around people yeah but like i feel well, like see, you like, don't describe yourself like that i don't feel like yeah. you've ever been like i don't I'm drained from there's people. a difference between like people and friends though like 
I love being around friends. Same goes. But I don't, it's the same like, though. For like, I can still get me. drained by friends. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. So there's there is differences between from one ambivert to another. Yeah. Oh sure. But I don't feel like you're also now a 100 percent extrovert. The spectrum. Yeah. No, I'm not. I mean, like I think you and you like being home. I think you yeah, enjoy that. And I do. But but yeah, but I I do miss hanging out with our friends and being social that way. Yeah, and just going out with you at a bar <laughs> or a restaurant. Right. right. Like, we can't even just the two of us do that together. So, yeah. I, like, I don't, like, I'm not the type of extrovert that I'm going to love going to, like, a random party that I don't know anybody at and just be the life of the party. But, you know, if I have at least one friend there, then I'm cool and I'm fine to mingle with other people and stuff like that. So, but I don't just, I'm not, like, super eager to throw myself into new situations with a bunch of people i don't know i don't know does that make sense yeah yeah as long as i got like yeah one or two people there i know that i'm fine and i can it's no problem i can but anyway that's not what we're talking about today (laughs) well it is in the sense like we're talking about self-quarantine basically yeah that's why i brought it up did you have you talked about how it's why don't you talk about how it's affected your job right yeah so surprise surprise like so first of all we didn't know if we were going to close or not. Um, But for the state, a lot of the non-essential businesses have been encouraged to close. And I think because of the financial hit that they're taking. No, I don't think encouraged. I think forced. Um, I think, well. Yeah, I think they're forced to close for 14 days if they're considered non-essential. Right. So, but our business is essential is what I'm saying. Right. But Mar, our, we decided to close the physical location. Okay. Yeah. The retail location. So where I work, I work in a, um, it's a customer service office connected to oh, a warehouse that stayed open, but we have retail stores where people can go shop. So you're Same. saying they're encouraging even essential places to close if they can? Is that what you're Yes. Saying? That's oh, what okay. I'm saying. Well, yeah. Or cause I mean, and I've seen it with other other small businesses that aren't closing but like they're doing carry out like right like it's kind of it's at your discretion and encouraged but like also like i think for my company i don't know for sure but like i'm assuming we could have stayed open if we wanted the retail locations but the higher ups decided not to because right probably it's going to cost more to keep those running during this couple weeks than they're going to make money right that's what i was getting at okay yeah. So, but so luckily your position is still, I mean, they, they right. cut a few hours off. So, but. I mean, originally my supervisor was worried about the, the gals in my group working full-time hours. Um, and so they, they wanted to just cut it back a little bit. Um, but we've been really slammed, um, because we do online orders and like th- so our warehouse has had to stay open. Like we've been busier than Cyber Monday, <laughs> um, yeah. which is great. So originally they were like, okay, just we need to cut back hours, but you have to at least work 30 hours, which I was like, great. Like I'm still working. So I have a job. <laughs> yeah. I have some income. And then uh, I think we were told, okay, like probably like 32 was good but maybe no more than that like Mm -hmm. or no more than 35 but then the past couple weeks like we've all worked more than that because we've had to because it's been busy so awesome yeah Um, so yeah it affected our work in a weird way that i didn't expect but yes and so monday i went how about your work i went in for orientation for uh, pizza hut where i'm working 
as a delivery driver for the for hopefully a short stint of time here a few months maybe and uh so because of covid19 and this whole craziness going on it's i'm gonna have some very unique memories from all this because our our orientation well the first thing that happened when we when each person walked in they got their temperature taken and then um they, they used a little forehead right. jigger and then uh <laughs> and then and then each person sat at their own table um and then you know we had our little orientation and then i i started working on tuesday and so you know i've been thinking this whole time like like man this you know being a pizza delivery driver has got to just be really easy and plus i heard you know that you can make good money at it and stuff like that well and you then, even i don't know if you talked about this when you announced that you got this job but like you went on glass door right and like or yeah. even like you you would look for postings of jobs that gave a range so yeah, you knew yeah. what kind of hourly you were hoping to make yeah like but yeah so so, and you know what the job, I mean, it's not right. that complicated. You know what the job is, so. You ruined my whole thing. What? I'm sorry. Go on. Well, I don't even know if I can do it now. You, what? You don't know if you can tell about your job? I was saying that, like, you know, I was going into this job just thinking about how easy it was going to be. And then, and then I started and started working at the job and it's even easier than I thought. <laughs> I think you you managed that really well. I, I don't think I ruined that. Oh, okay. Anyway, no, it's super easy. Like, so easy. And uh, I was hoping to make, you know, $15 an hour average minimum, hopefully, over time. And I don't want to get, like, overly confident. I've only worked there, like, three days, really. And because of special circumstances, I, our orders might be up a little bit more and things like that. And I guess the volume goes down in the summer and things like that. But so far, I've made like $25 an hour. Did they tell you that? That what? it goes down in the summer? Yeah. Cause that people, surprises me because I would think with people being off, they'd want to order pizza. People don't want to go out and get their own food when it's shitty out. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So maybe not overall business, but delivery business goes okay. down in the summer, goes up in the winter. Interesting. So, but like I said, if it averages out to around $15 an hour, I only really want to do this for a few months anyway, so I'll be good with that. But so I was recently thinking about my perspective and if you hear some clanging around, that's that's Liz's mule in the background. But Moscow. Oh no, no, sorry. Kentucky. Not the mule. animal. No, yeah. The drink. The beverage. <laughs> So I was thinking about like, so when at my orientation, I'm in a room full uh, of like 18 and under kids, you know, there's a 15 year old, a 16 year old, and maybe three 18 year olds or something like that. And I'm looking at the person giving the orientation. There's two people actually. And thinking like to myself a little bit that like, I think, I don't think she went to college and I think she said that at some point, you know, just like, mm -hmm. and I, you know, I did go to college and like, you know, I own a business and things like that. And I kind of noticed myself feeling a little bit like high and mighty. I wasn't trying to be, you know, I'm trying to go on with a positive attitude and everything like that, but just, and I had a little bit of that at the post office too. Just like, I don't want to feel like I'm better than people or something like that. But like when you're. Yeah, maybe no but. But at the same... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. At the same time, you're the 40-year-old who's now doing the delivery thing. Right. With the 18-year-old. So did that... I mean, so... What do you mean? So how high and mighty do you think you can actually feel? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm like... So I feel... You, I can feel like... 
kind of like, okay, I'm here. I'm a delivery driver with all you guys, but little do, do you know, like I have my degree and I own a business and I do a podcast and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like you think we're the same, but I'm better, like that kind of thing. Or could it and, be you have to puff your ego up because, I mean, you don't look old or anything, but like yeah, if you had to, I mean, you look older than the 18 oh, year yeah. old. So like, could it be yourself puffing yourself up like i mean i don't need to be here like Maybe. you don't even know yeah. like it, could it may look self- like i'm lame being here but. yeah but but so i kind of you know i noticed myself having some of those thoughts and i tried to step back and think about it a little bit more and it made me think of some some really good mindset shifts that are important to me that I'm going to try to focus on. And so I wanted to first talk about my job working at Pizza Hut. And, you know, if I just I'm thinking to myself, if I go in and I forget who said it, but um, there's this you you'll hear it in a lot of places. And I've heard it in multiple books for multiple people. I believe that it's if you go into a conversation believing that the person you're talking to might know something you don't that might benefit you in one way or another then that's like the the best way you can go through life because if you're the person who thinks you know more and you go into a conversation or an interaction with somebody with that attitude there's there's really nothing you can learn especially if you're just waiting for your turn to talk because anything you're going to say you already know you can only gain new knowledge from new experiences or from talking to other people right you close yourself off when you do that i think right if you're not open to thinking that other people know things then right yeah and so and then the other thing is so i don't mean to get scientific here or anything but so we've talked about reticular activating system before you and i have i don't know if we've talked about it on the show but so basically what it is it's a thing in your subconscious mind that like okay once you buy a white Prius, then you start seeing white Priuses everywhere. And you're like, oh, I didn't, you know, I never saw these before, but now you see them. And it's because your reticular activating system is turned on in your brain, which means you notice things, uh, you know, or someone's wearing your, your same dress at a party or something like that. It's because it's something you're aware of, you start to notice it. But that also can work as like, um, I listened to the audiobook The Secret, and so have you. And mm-hmm. So they talk about ways to train your subconscious mind, which is actually your reticular activating system, where you could say something like, say an affirmation to yourself, something like, everywhere I go, I keep finding blue bottle caps. And if you say that over and over again, you'll start finding blue bottle because then you're looking for them. And so why I'm bringing this up is if I am thinking to myself that even a 15 year old or 16 year old, if I'm looking for it and paying attention, they could still say something that could change my life and like could bring a new knowledge or new understanding to me um, just because they're, they might not have a degree or they might not know much about business or economics or whatever subject you want to say. There's, they still know more about something than I do. I don't know what that thing is, but if I'm, training my mind to be listening for those kinds of things then i can still grow being a delivery dude at a pizza hut you look like you had something to say oh no just i was gonna agree yeah <laughs> yeah and then i started to yawn yeah yeah i'm sorry i'm delivery boring you dude though that's different we were saying delivery boy and delivery man yeah i like delivery dude though got the delivery alliteration dude. so yeah that's- that's always going to win. I'll have to update my LinkedIn. Delivery oh, dude. Oh, man. 
<laughs> Delivery Dude, founder and president of Liberty Lands USA and host that. When can I quit my job? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think you need to put that on there. But but so, I don't know. How does that hit you? Do you, do you find truth in that, what I'm saying? like, Do you find that you struggle with that? That was one of my follow-up questions. Is Do you think that's I think something you I personally can, struggle with more? than? I think it, it takes an effort for me to not write some people off mm-hmm. as, like, I'm not going to gain anything from this person. Or mm-hmm. they couldn't possibly say something that I'm going to grow from. Yeah. Um, I think I'm a lot better than I used to be. Yeah. And then the, oh, what is it? The, like, well, I think you either said it or you alluded to it just a moment ago of um, not just waiting to respond, not just listening to respond. Right. Um, Because a lot of people listen to respond, only to respond. Right. Waiting for their turn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which I think kind of falls in line with what you were talking about. Yeah. So more active listening. Right. And I know I struggle with that. And I think a lot of people, I assume a lot of people struggle with that. Because, I think it's a hard one. Yeah. Well, because what you know and want to share, I mean, well, when you know something that's relevant, like if there's a conversation, like this happens in my office all the time with the ladies that I work with, there's a lot of over talking and like interrupting that happens. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It drives me nuts. And I try not to interrupt. It's hard. It's really hard. But that's something I'm trying to work on like consciously mm-hmm. and oh my gosh in our office like all of us girls well because we're all women so i feel like maybe that's part of it but we'll talk over each other and interrupt all the time based on whatever topic it is because everyone gets so excited to share what they know about that topic yeah yeah so, yeah that's interesting and it's like it's a way to prove how smart you are and it's way to prove like or how, how relevant or how interesting you are mm-hmm. or but there's nothing really to be gained from it i mean you might win a little bit like they maybe they will think you're a little more smart or a little more interesting but that they'll probably be overshadowed by them thinking that you're rude and that they didn't get to share what they wanted to share and mm-hmm. you know good thing i'm so soft-spoken yeah you probably lose all the shouting matches yeah so i'm the good <laughs> listener yeah <laughs> <laughs> But so, yeah. And then and then also Pizza Hut, like, again, it's only been a week since I've been working there. But I feel like I will like I I like the atmosphere. I like the people. It's a very positive atmosphere. Like the orientation was like really focused on like uh, growth mentality and positive mental attitude and people first and things like that. And probably a lot of companies have that same type of orientation and stuff like that but it felt i don't know genuine from the people who are saying it and when i've been working there like you know possibly part of it is that i'm working with a bunch of teenagers who haven't been crushed by full-time soul-crushing jobs yet but um you know they still have hope in their life but uh <laughs> Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a really positive energy. And I, I feel like I'm going to suggest Pizza Hut to people like as a good place to work. Yeah. Um, well, and I remember oh, when... Oh, sorry. Yeah, real quick. It's it's a it's a national franchise chain. I'm not sure. Not all places have um, Pizza Huts. But the ones... What? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. um, it's not like... Yeah. So it's a it's franchise and it's, it's in a lot of places. I think the ones in Texas are really good and the ones in Indiana are really good. But there's like the quality goes up and down depending on the owner uh, we just happen to have like one of the best two owners in the nation so like 13 of the stores in indiana regularly win awards out of the like win like top 20 places something like that so we're lucky that we have a really good pizza hut here in town and and 
uh, yeah, the store I'm working at is like one of the top grossing stores in the nation. Um, sorry. We so. like our pizza. We do. No, I was going to say, I just remembered you coming home and, and having that good attitude about it. And then also kind of bringing up how it was different from when you worked in food when you were in high school. Or like oh, you yeah. didn't remember. So I didn't know if you wanted yeah. to like juxtapose that. Like, Well, I think a lot of it too is that I'm not working in the kitchen. I think the kitchen would be similar to, a lot more similar to like, I worked at Arby's when I was 17 and it was a lot, it was really hard. It was a hard job. Like fast food is a hard job if you work at a busy place, depending on what job you have. So like working the drive through was really hard. I hated it. And um, like food prep and all that stuff can be really hard. Um, but yeah, what I'm doing isn't. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if it's because they've like streamlined and things are just run smoother now. I don't think that's it though. I think it's because I'm a delivery driver. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Like yesterday, yeah, yesterday I worked, I was scheduled till 10. We got slow enough. They let me leave two hours early. So I worked from five to eight. I made a hundred dollars. All I did was I walked in, my order was sitting there. I would uh, like ready in a bag to deliver. I just punch it in in the computer, take the receipt. I put the address in my phone because I still don't know the area. I drive there. I put it on the doorstep. I knock and leave. And then I go back and do it again. And then before I leave, I have like 10 or 15 minutes worth of like clean up or stocking or that kind of thing before I leave. That was it. I get to like listen to podcasts in my car and or music if I want or an audiobook and uh, keep myself busy. They don't, nobody says anything to me. I just like, if I have a question, I go find someone and ask them. And then I do that for three hours, make a hundred bucks and go home. Awesome. And, and I don't stink like I used to when I went uh, in the, when I worked in the kitchen. Oh, like, sure. You're cleaning the grease traps and shit. You're going to, your clothes are going to be all grimy and like stuck to your skin. And you're going to smell like that when you go home. And I, I'm, I would oh, not my. work in the kitchen again. Less, you know, last resort necessity. Well, and this wasn't as, as you put, maybe not on the podcast um, previously. This isn't a career job either. No. So, I mean. Not for me. Right. Right. For you. So. Although if I ever, I don't know if like. I think anytime I have to dip back into having a job, no, it's probably going to be a pizza delivery guy. <laughs> For Pizza Man, Hut. boy. If we are. Dude. Yeah. Delivery dude. Delivery dude. But yeah, I, I could do it full time if I had to. I mean, I don't want to, but if I did, shit. Easiest full time job ever. Yeah. I'd probably make close to what I was making at the post office. Man. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. I mean, awesome, ridiculously awesome. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say a side story about Pizza Hut. Yeah, they're really nice. Like, cause I in Indiana, so I'm from a small, smaller town, Huntington, and we had a Pizza Hut, and inside it was really nice. And it's kind of always dimly lit. Like at least around here, they tend to be dimly lit. Yeah, I don't know if that varies like quite a bit. They have like um, uh, stained glass lanterns, windows, or yeah, lanterns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then ours had a fireplace in it, Mm -hmm. like a pit. Yeah. Um, so I actually went there with friends, um, for a winter formal one year in high school, (laughs) there was like a group of us and we were all dressed up and we went to the pizza hut. It was great. Nice. (laughs) It was, was, I mean, it's funny. It's kind of funny. Totally a Huntington thing to do. It is. Well, there's not a whole lot of places to go there. A lot of kids would go to Fort Wayne where we live now. Yeah. Um, but at that time, I don't know, we just didn't do that. And no, it was a blast. It was great. Like, and yeah. it was like nice in there and it's like kind of romantic and you're with your little high school <laughs> dates and like yeah. the fire's going and it was winter time too, because I'm, 
I know it was a winter formal that we went. Yeah. So anyway, just a little side tangent yeah. story about Liz that yeah. has to do with Pizza Hut. And that makes a memory for me, a good memory. Yeah. But so, yeah, I just want to, I just want to keep a growth oriented. Like I can't, I'm doing myself a disservice if I let my growth oriented mentality be sh- like shaped by by the people I come into contact with. You know what I mean? Like like if I go into certain scenarios not expecting to be able to learn or grow from it, then I'm not going to. So Yeah, and yeah. I'm glad you have that mindset. And so and then there's so there's a second topic I want to talk about that is related to and it. Oh. Yeah, and it is this whole pandemic situation. Mhm. So basically, for me the scariest part Still, and I mentioned this, I think, on the last episode, is the new regulations, the basically the government interventions that are taking place combined with the economic repercussions that we're going to see from this, which could last a long time. That's not something that can be predicted, but um, it's my belief that the, you know, the stock market was needing to correct. And by correct, I mean go way, way down. And there's several other industries like the car loan industry and real estate and things like that that are also bubbles that need to correct. So, you know, it's really difficult to tell right now while businesses come screeching to a halt if things will just pick up where they were before or if this is like a kickoff to a recession or depression. Um, You know, and that's a lot to think about uh, depending where you are financially and things like that and what kind of backup plan you have and contingency plans and things like that. But I have been over the last three or four years a student of not only like mindset and things like that, but also of different economic things. And it occurred to me that I've heard people say over and over and over again that like during times of financial stress like this is when people become very successful or like when people build their fortunes, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So it helps to be liquid, uh, which means, you know, just have cash to take advantage of everything going on sale, which everything going on sale is a reference to all the things that are plummeting in value right now. So whether it's stocks or (laughs) could be a house for sure. But so as I mentioned before, we're not really very liquid right now, but we're we're coming right up on that cusp, be able to be depending on um, if our cash flow is affected by the people who are paying us monthly payments and stuff. If they can no longer afford it and things like that could come into play. But um, I don't know. I feel like this is the first time that I've had this mentality of um, seeking out income producing assets and, you know, entrepreneurial minded and things when an opportunity this big has been presented and i feel like this could be like a huge gift for us um do you mean specifically with the land business and that kind of thing or just in general i mean both um yes the land business i think this specifically is gonna is (laughs) it's almost like if it drags on a little bit longer it would be better for the land business um assuming it doesn't completely collapse the value of the dollar you know, if, as long as it doesn't sure. send us into a global economic crisis, then if this drags on a few weeks longer or something like that, it would benefit us because the land business has a couple unique qualities that are 
perfect for taking advantage of this um on us buying on the buying side well people are out of work right now right they're worried about where their next paycheck is going to come from they yeah. have mortgages they have bills and who knows when you're going to get that trump check or if they'll follow through on that so it's easier to buy uh because people need money so they you know it, luckily coincidentally i think we started mailing out offers again a few weeks ago at the beginning of the month before things got batshit yeah, crazy yeah. um we already we received our first offer i don't even know if i told you that no 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 yeah. you mean accepted offer accepted offer yeah, yeah. well counter offer counter offer yeah yeah so, so we're probably gonna yeah, buy that you, you said these are our mailings right our mailings yeah, yeah so yeah. we started mailing in uh costilla county colorado again and we've got a counter offer on the table that means sending out offers offers to purchase land yeah yeah uh, which we hadn't done for a little while because our financial buffer was getting to the point where we uh, did let go of a couple things yeah we did oh well that's the a reason couple. i partnered up with a financial partner yeah. so which is another amazing timing thing if you think about it like right as soon as i was like i'm not sure if we have the financial buffer to go buy more land at this point right now i mean we built our um our monthly passive cash flow to a pretty decent point which is nice so i mean we could basically quit buying land and recoup our money plus a bunch more but that's not what i want to do and so just randomly this guy reached out to me and asked if i wanted a financial partner i'm like let's go for it and we, that's what we've been doing since but okay so for the buy side like i said people need money and then what else could be more perfect during the middle of a deadly pandemic than a <laughs> super cheap piece of land yeah. out in the middle of nowhere yeah well aside from the fact that the logistics of like water and electricity might be an issue but that's their problem that's true <laughs> <laughs> No I, mean, no, I mean, yeah, it's just like you can own your own f five acres in the middle of nowhere for a hundred bucks a month. Mm -hmm. Like that's the perfect answer for a lot of people. Yeah. So. Right. And I mean, there are people equipped to do that. So yeah, it's not, I mean, it may not be as hard as even I'm thinking yeah. to go like take an RV out there or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah. And the main, the main things that are going to get gonna get in your way are government restrictions yeah uh you know not logistical things like oh i'm sorry you need a permit to stay out there and also if you're staying more than 14 days you have to install a septic tank and oh by the way maybe the company that uh would install that septic tank we're not allowing to be in business right now like those right. are the main restrictions like yeah don't want to think about that though we're gonna yeah. get land it's gonna be great but yeah buy land just, or sell land like, you know which we, actually i've wanted to do sorry i'm interrupting what? you we've talked about how like there's a part of me that's like screw all of this let's <laughs> go like we're going just, to Disneyland. No, no, Disneyland's closed. Oh, that's right. No, um, but like going, like get an RV, pack it up, yeah, go live on one of the properties we own. Mm -hmm. Just like yeah. escape all of this, this health crisis, and just become <laughs> yeah. homesteaders or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's the escapist attitude in me. Yeah, I have that a little bit of that within <laughs> my soul. I hear you. I I recognize that, but. I don't know, like we've talked for years about um, a very high level of success for us financially and just personally as people and things like that. And I think and I say a lot that to achieve a really high level of success that you have to encounter a lot of strife and a lot of hardships and things like that. That's the only way to actually get there. And 
So in a strange way, you know, because of the level of success that I and I think we want to reach, maybe we were asking for something like this. And maybe this, this, while, you know, it can be scary and things like that, maybe it's the only way to get to the places we want to go. Yeah, that's why 2020 can still be the best year yet. Exactly. Because we'll come out so much stronger from this difficult beginning part of the year that we had. Right. We have to be more resourceful, more creative. Right. I mean... if we gave up totally, that would be the crisis. That would be the problem. Right. That's yeah. why the attitude, like what you're talking about, is the key in all of it. Because the person that takes it in stride will come out stronger. The person that doesn't will come out weaker, right. I guess. I mean. Right. Yeah. So it's just, you know, I've been thinking about the phrase, no pain, no gain lately. And like how, how quick and easy that is. And like, okay, makes sense. And people talk about that at the gym and stuff like, you know, like, but like really thinking about that and how much truth there is in it, you know, like the, that's, it's the only way, it's the only way to grow. Yeah. So rather than complaining or worrying or like, you know, just wishing things were different, it's a totally new and different feeling and mindset to kind of take it for what it is appreciate it actually on some level and say this is it you know we've been presented with this opportunity like what are we gonna do with it yeah can i jump in jump okay so i've been thinking too about how um and we'll have to get back to the seven habits but yeah past in one of the past episodes when we were talking about the different circles of influence Mm mm-hmm um so i know a lot of people are struggling out there with either not working or i know like so for example in our warehouse i know our warehouse workers are probably really overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and i think some of them are complaining right and but on the flip side they'd probably be complaining if they were out of work oh yeah and in either case yeah well and in either case it's kind of it's outside of your your circle of control right like so kind of circle of influence well and well and control yeah it's out of their control right whether or not but what is in control is what you do with it is what you're saying right so right. i'm I, I mean i don't actually um like when i hear people complaining i don't react and i don't respond but internally, I struggle quite a bit with it. And I I complain about things. Like, I complain about things to you and mm-hmm. my family All and the stuff. Time. I'm not immune to that. <laughs> um, but I guess maybe because this is such a significant thing being, like, a health thing and the government's telling us to shut things down, like, it's really right. it's out of our hands. Like, you, you could get, like... In Indiana, if you're a restaurant that's open, like, they'll come, you'll be fine, you'll be shut down. Like, right. it's like, and you just don't have control over that. You just don't right, right now. Because there are men with guns. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, with, you know, the threat of going to prison and all of, I mean, right. there's, so, right now, because it's it's just like, it is what it is, mm-hmm. it can suck, but I'm kind of like, I'm just so over people complaining about it. Like, yeah. the people who don't have work, the people who have work right like everybody's a victim it is and it's it's so um I'm, well yeah so i'm just over it like i said yeah and you can either you can quit like they don't have to work there quit your job right. if you're that pissed about it yeah. whatever quit your quit your fucking job that someone would love to have right now yeah like yep. i mean we all can be entitled to complain whatever 
Yeah. You have free speech. I'm just saying my opinion is I'm over mm. it. Like, I think do you're something about it. Complaining right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> I am complaining right now. You're right. Um, no, I, I know what you're saying, though. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Um, no, I haven't heard a single complaint but like, from my Pizza Hut cohorts. Oh, good, good. Yeah. Right. Well, and like you said, like, you went and you got this job and it mm-hmm. actually has turned out to be really great and lucrative during this time for yeah. you to do that. Yeah. Like you were already thinking about doing it before we had the shelter in place thing and restaurants being closed. Right. And now it's like prime time, like opportunity for you to be a delivery person. Yeah. Like even before all this, it was going to be good. It was going to be extra money. Great. Now it's like like people are so happy and thankful that we're still able to deliver food. I had a um, guy give me a $20 tip and said, thanks for being out here for us. Right. I was like, wow, that's um, crazy. But anyway, I just think, it, yeah, it's, it's your attitude. Like if you're in a place where you're not working as a result of all of it. You just got to... Too bad. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, that's not... <laughs> there, there's... No. Op- I guess maybe the maybe the message is there's opportunities out there. There are places that need workers, even if only for right. temporary. Right. Like... Pizza Hut. Yeah. Or... <laughs> um, and like you also... No, but this is also... Well, were you mid-thought? Go on. I was going to say, this is also like, we talk also about the ready, fire, aim attitude and how, you know, if you wait for things to be right, they may never be right, that kind of thing. So maybe if you've had something that you've been wanting to do, especially if it's a way to earn money, maybe this is your signal to start, you know, maybe instead of Netflix binging, this is your opportunity to say to hunker down and and start that next project or that side business side hustle whatever it is at least you've got enough time to get your plan in in order that you can you know go out of the gate when uh, we're legally allowed to leave our houses again yeah no that's a good challenge to yeah. put out there to people do that's, it and that's hard to do i mean i know we know it is yeah but but i mean it's it's just well, you probably wouldn't listen to this episode or to this podcast if you weren't thinking about taking chi- charge of your own life and your own financial situation on some level. So use this as an opportunity, you know, maybe take that $1,200 Trump check and uh, buy buy a system that you can implement. Like the toolkit like that we bought was like $1,200, I think. Um, mm-hmm. There's, I mean, assuming that you're able to pay all your other bills. Yeah. Of course, well, but like... yeah. Yeah, so, I mean anyway. the time. I I'd say even like you're saying, just use the time to do research to put a plan into place, even if you can't actually yeah. put up any money. Right, right. Get your shit together. Yeah. Just have look at it as a positive challenge. Whether it is like you're working a lot, <laughs> yeah, because you're one of the industries that's like that, or if you're not, I don't know. Like, I just thought of this. Yeah. So okay. So I saw the glimmer in your eyes. That was yeah. cute. <laughs> So when you're at a job and let's you're having your performance review, okay? And they have there there's this manager talk. It's 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 newer. So you talk about your strengths, right? What's the opposite word of strength they use? Opportunities. Opportunity. For growth or whatever. Yeah, your opportunity. Yeah. No one says weakness now. It's opportunity. Right. It's opportunity. Right. Yeah, that's new manager speak. But so 
that's how you can view this situation right now too like it's this this shitty thing but within shitty things <laughs> like great opportunities mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah not me i do i do <laughs> is that a good place to stop it might be I will. I have uh, uh, something fun we can end on. Okay. Um. So I know you said you probably shouldn't be watching Netflix all the time, but <laughs> we just finished a, what I thought was a great, entertaining, mm-hmm. limited series, Tiger King on seven, Netflix. Seven episodes long. Yeah. I'm so pretty sure that's like the whole world knows about it already. Probably. Yeah. So I'm just saying I watched it and I really liked it. And we're yeah. also now we're starting Ozark season three. So, yeah, I would just say that's the best. <laughs> yeah, no, it is really good. I'm a little bit lost, like, because it's not as fresh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not lost, lost, but it, we didn't just watch season two. Right. So, but it's it's been really, it's been good. We've been having lots of, well, um, last weekend, did we have the movie day? Was that last weekend? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we've been trying to be creative being in, even if it has to do with watching stuff. Like, we did venture yeah. out to... We have a chain called the Dollar Tree. Everything is a dollar. So we got like movie theater style like treats. And we did like a movie day or movie night. Mm-hmm. Um, just so it, it felt a little bit more special and more. Um, shoot, what's the word? Like just making a conscious effort to make it special, I guess. Yeah. Compared to just like on any given night when we're not going out and we're just watching something. Right. So I don't know. I'd be curious to know what people are watching or doing at home. We're oh, doing yeah. other things besides watching Netflix. Yeah, we just reinvigorated the hell out of this couch today. Yeah. We got a new feeling, firm couch again. Yeah, we've had this couch. Gosh, we got it the year we were married? Probably. I think we had it. Did yeah, we get it? Yeah, because we bought it at the house. Yeah. So that was like 20. Seven years ago. Yeah. So this is like a seven-year-old couch, which I don't know how often people buy couches. Couches are expensive. They are. So we bought this couch. Like we, we shopped around, got this deal. It took forever to get to us. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we so we did, we did a little project today. And we're yeah. both working. That's the thing. I'm getting all inspired. This is another benefit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Is like the people who are home and not able to work, like teachers, like that I'm friends with or follow on social media. Mm-hmm. They're all posting all these different things, like that they're doing, whether it's yeah. art, um, well, a lot of art actually, um, or like self care things, projects. And I'm inspired as hell, and we're both working still. Like, it's not like yeah. that's changed for me. I'm not home, like twiddling my thumbs needing stuff to do but like because everybody else is doing all these projects at home because they have to be home i'm like well i want to do stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i'm proud of us yeah we so we reinvigorated our couch mm-hmm. you you stuffed it with some new foam and mm-hmm. so now our cushions i mean they had taken some wear and tear from yeah. sitting all these years yep <laughs> And now it's, yeah, it's really great. I hope it, it lasts for a while. And I hope. Yeah. So, yeah, what are y'all doing out there in the world? Yeah, what are you, what are you jerks doing? <laughs> <laughs> Being lazy, which is totally fine, too. No judgment. Sometimes yeah. you just. No, that's fine. If cool. If you got up today, you're doing okay. <laughs> Still not dead. So anyway. Yeah. But, yeah, we have some, uh, some more uh, Ozark to get back to watching. So I'm done. I'm done here, I think. I'm done, too. Cool. We'll talk to you in a week. Awesome. Peace out. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to When Can I Quit My Job? Please remember to support the show by visiting whencanIquitmyjobshow.com and clicking the Patreon and Amazon links. Also, subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tell your friends about us. Liz and Noah are not financial or legal advisors, and all information given on this podcast should be consumed for entertainment purposes only.